The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. When Jesus and his disciples left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases, and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Formative language is the concept that there are certain words that when they are spoken, they actually perform the action when the words are said. Something happens, something changes by the speaking of the words. Right? And the, the thing, the event, it doesn't happen until the words are spoken. So for instance, right, imagine we're in a courtroom and uh, the foreman of the jury, after deliberations, comes back and there stands up and begins to read the verdict of the jury. And the foreman would say, we find the defendant to be not guilty, or we find the defendant to be guilty. Once those words are spoken, this new reality comes into existence for that individual. The legal system, society, is now going to respond to the person there that was on trial in a different way because of what the jury said and spoke on that day. Other examples are, a, you know, a priest has a couple standing before them and they go through the wedding ceremony and then the priest says to the man and woman there, I now pronounce you husband and wife. They are now a married couple. It doesn't happen until those words are spoken. And now society and everyone else treats them differently in this new relationship. Keep this idea of performative language in mind as we take a look at our reading from Mark today. Uh, kind of just in the verses to precede the verses that we read this morning in chapter 1 of Mark's gospel, uh, Jesus has been getting busy. He has recruited some disciples to come and follow him. They have gone to the city of Capernaum. There they have gone to the synagogue. And in there in the synagogue, Jesus cast out demons from a man that was cursed with that. And then our reading picks up kind of midday of that same day. So in the morning, Jesus casted out the demons there at the synagogue. And then our reading picks up midday. And so after the synagogue service, uh, Jesus and the disciples, they go to Simon and Andrew's home. And there Simon's mother-in-law is ill. And Jesus heals her, brings healing to her. And then uh, the afternoon passes, and the reading says that evening comes. And by the time evening has come, word has traveled around town that Jesus has healed Simon's mother-in-law, has cast out demons from this man at the synagogue, and lots of other people that are sick and dealing with demon possession have come to show up there at this house to meet with Jesus, hoping that Jesus might do the same thing for them that he had done for these other folks. Verse 33 says in our reading, 
that the whole city was gathered around the door, right? Everyone is just crowding in. They want to get close to Jesus and be a part of this work that Jesus is doing. But this is a very full day of work for Jesus to go out and do all this, right? Everybody in town is coming and gathering around and asking Jesus for something. But it's a very exciting day for all the people there as people are getting healthy both spiritually and physically. And then the next day comes. And the disciples, they set out, they're trying to find Jesus because they have gotten word that everybody in town still wants to be around Jesus and meet with Jesus. Maybe there are still more sick people that are looking for healing. But Jesus has gone off to pray. And the disciples, they find Jesus out in that deserted place alone and tell him that everybody's looking for him. And then Jesus has some words for us. And this is going to be the focus for us this morning, these words that Jesus speaks. He says to the disciples, let us go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. In this statement, Jesus tells us his mission, tells us what he is about, what he is going to be doing. He's letting the disciples know, this is what I have come for. I'm here to go around to proclaim this message. And I'm here to proclaim this message not just to the people in Capernaum, but lots of people in all these other towns and all these other places. They also need to hear these words as well. But what is Jesus' message? Earlier in chapter 1 in Mark's Gospel in verses 14 and 15, Jesus tells us what his message is. There he says this, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. This is the message. Things are coming to a completion. The kingdom of God has come close to you and is near you. Jesus is going around and speaking these words to people in town after town after town. God's kingdom has come near. Recall our discussion earlier about performative language. Jesus, in speaking these words, is bringing about a new reality. Something is changing. There's a new understanding of the world and what is taking place. Jesus, by speaking these words that God's kingdom has come near, is making those words true in the lives of the people that hear them. Jesus is showing up and letting them know that God's kingdom has come near, and it does not happen until Jesus speaks those words. He wants to go around saying these words, performing this action of bringing God's kingdom near, and he wants to do this for people after people after people after people, in town to town to town. Before Jesus shows up and speaks these words, there are people that are hoping that God's kingdom might come, they're hoping that God might come close to them, but God is not near until Jesus says these words. Now, this is a pretty bold statement for someone to walk into town and say, God's kingdom is here. God is close to you now. It wasn't so before, but now that is true. You can imagine a lot of people might be thinking, well, who are you? What authority do you have to speak for God? Who put you in charge and allowed you to decide where God's kingdom is going to be and where God's kingdom is not going to be? And we see this throughout the gospel of why some people want to get rid of Jesus, right? This is too much to try to imagine that this person, this Jesus, can say this kind of word and bring God's kingdom near to folks. 
Well, Jesus, in defense of his proclamation that God's kingdom has come near, kind of offers two pieces of evidence that we see in our reading this morning. And, and these pieces of evidence, they show up throughout Mark's gospel as Jesus goes around from town to town saying God's kingdom has come near. God, Jesus says these words, God's kingdom is near. And then he says, here's the evidence so that you can know that this is real. He says, people are getting healed, right? Jesus heals people. This is the evidence that God is close. And then demons are being cast out from people. This is the other piece of evidence that God's kingdom is near. Right? People's lives are getting better. They're improving because God's kingdom is showing up in this new way. This is what we would expect to happen if God is now close and present with people. That their lives would improve and would be better. The healings and exorcisms that Jesus does are the proof that his words are real. That when he says God's kingdom is near, that it really is happening. You can see it. And so Jesus is going around from town to town, proclaiming this message of God's kingdom being close, healing people and casting out demons. He's going from one town to the next town to the next town to the next town, so that all people might know this. As Jesus goes and does this work of proclaiming and healing and exorcisms, Jesus also invites people to respond to his message. He says, look, here's the message. God's kingdom is near. What you need to do now is believe. He invites people to believe this message. Believe that God is close and near to you. And then also Jesus calls people to repent. Change the way you are living your life. Align yourself with God's kingdom. This new kingdom has taken over and there are new ways to live. Come live in this new reality. Get on board with this new situation now that God is close to you. Jesus offers this invitation to all the people he goes and visits with. Now some people like Simon and Andrew and James and John, they hear Jesus' invitation and they respond with, yes, yeah, sign me up, Jesus, I'm with you. I want to be close to you in God's kingdom and I want to change the way I'm living my life. I believe in you. But then there are other people who hear Jesus' message, hear Jesus' invitation to repent and believe, and they decide not to get on board with Jesus. They might have all kinds of reasons why they decide not to get on board. Maybe they kind of like the old system where God is not close. Maybe they like being in charge. Maybe it's benefiting them. Maybe they're just comfortable with the way things are and it's hard to change. But for some reason or another, they decide to not say yes to Jesus and his invitation to believe and repent. And what does Jesus do? He just keeps on doing what he does. Proclaiming this message, God's kingdom has come close. Going from town to town, healing and casting out demons. Jesus does this work, and we must know that for all of us that are followers of Jesus, we are called to do this same work in our lives. Jesus explicitly told his disciples that you are to go out into the world and to tell people that God's kingdom has come near. You're to go and deliver that message. And then you are to do good work of healing and casting out demons to show that God's kingdom is, in fact, showing up in the lives of people, that their lives are getting better. We, as followers of Jesus, are to engage in this 
same performative words that Jesus used. We have been given authority by Jesus to go out into the world and to say that God's, that God's kingdom has come near. And when we are doing that in Jesus' name, we are bringing about a new reality for the people of this earth, for the people that we visit and meet with. You get to show up in the grocery store, Christian, and say God's kingdom has come near to this place. You get to go into your workplaces, in your schools, and in your neighborhoods, and say God's kingdom is near. You get to proclaim those words as a follower of Jesus. And you also get to engage in acts of love, of healing, and serving those that are around you so that their lives are better off. God is here, and here is the evidence to know that God is close to you. And then we do the same thing that Jesus did. We invite people to join with us, to come and follow Jesus alongside us. Come, believe in this good news. Believe this message that God's kingdom is here with you. And repent. Change the ways that you are living your life. Align yourself with the ways that God works. And just like some people said yes to Jesus and other people said no to him, some people will say yes to our invitation and some people will say no. But we are just to, to keep on doing what Jesus did. We are to keep on going from place to place, from person to person, people to people, saying God's kingdom has come near and doing our acts of love and service to bring healing to their lives. That is the evangelistic work that we've been called to do, that Jesus has commanded us to do as his followers. We are to go out in the world proclaiming God's message and engaging in the performative language to bring about God's kingdom into the world in new ways. And we are to do that in all the places that we go and all the towns we visit. Beloved, today, join in the work with the work of Jesus. Proclaim the good news that God's kingdom has come near. Heal, cast out demons, love people and serve them. Make their lives better. And then invite them to believe and repent and to join with us in following Jesus.